Welcome back to another episode of the Hitchcock Minute. Each week, Movies by Minute hosts examine the 1959 Alfred Hitchcock-directed thriller North by Northwest, one minute of screen time per episode. I'm Curtis Blaze, and standing over me with a gun is my fellow podcaster, Jason Hummel. You know what I think? (laughs) I think you're jealous. No, I'm very touched. (laughs) We are the hosts of the Better Off Dead Minute, the podcast that examines the savage Steve Holland movie Better Off Dead one minute at a time. Join us now, won't you? Join us now, won't you? As we unpack Minute 122. Are we? Wait. This is the intro for 122. Okay. We had a different joke. Oh, duh. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Strike that. Reverse it. Now it's ruined. What do you think Leonard's <laughs> Just listen. He's got the gun behind his head, and he, um, what's his name? Van Dam. Van Dam. Philip. Basically, basically says like, "Oh, I'm very happy you're attracted to me and all, but I'm very flattered." Yeah. And then he pulls the gun on him. Rah! Well, I listened to the commentary track uh, with the screenwriter Ernest Lehman, and he said there is a gay subtext that Leonard is gay. On purpose. Yeah. For Philip. And he didn't really say whether Philip was gay, for sure or not, though. Philip seems to have gotten pretty upset earlier on when Roger was uh, suggesting that he had sex with Eve. True. Did he have sex with Eve? I thought at one point we established that they waited till they were married. Right? Train going into the tunnel? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> finally, subtle. Finally, finally, train goes into the tunnel. But, <laughs> but there was some serious make-out heat happening there, though. Makes you wonder. But she always pushed him away. She's always like, that's enough, Tiger. We've been making up for an hour now. Sleep on the floor. Cold chair for you, mister. So then Roger suggests at that auction that she is a slut who just sleeps with everybody. Yeah. And Philip was like, oh, I'm so angry now. Yeah, is it he's maligning my girlfriend or is it he's disparaging my beard? Just for people that might not know, a beard is like a girl that you have that makes you look like a, a straight man. Yes. Why in this moment would he have to pretend to be straight if he wasn't? Because, I mean, there's no one else around. Yeah, unless he's got him in denial about it. Well, if he was in denial about it, then then Eve's not a beard. Mm, yeah. Is it okay to say that, by the way? Can we say beard? Is that a thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I'll, I'll trust you. You're saying that the, uh, in the... The, the uh, commentary track. The commentary track. You're saying in the commentary track that the writer said... He put gay subtext in here on purpose. Well, he... It was inadvertent, actually. It was like a subconscious thing. He he, he didn't set out to say, okay, I'm going to make these characters gay. It just kind of happened when he was writing the dialogue between them, I guess. So Leonard shoots Philip. Yes. And then Philip punches Leonard. Yeah, just docks him. Are we having a, uh, a stand-in sex scene between the two of them? <laughs> a little roughy action. Would they today be uh, coming together in a, uh, a violent kiss, rage-filled, taking out all their passion on each other kind of kiss instead of a punch? <laughs> I see you saying no. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I, uh, not necessarily no, but I'm thinking, mm, not yeah. that, I wouldn't go that far. No, <laughs> Curtis, you're an idiot. Gotcha, gotcha. I don't know, it, it's so ambiguous as to whether they actually have a relationship or if it's just one-sided. I mean, from, you know... Well, let's talk about this in terms of, like, what happens after the movie. If they had gone through their plans, they would have got on the plane, and can you make sure that you're... They would have got on the plane, and 
gotten over the Pacific Ocean because they're going to South America? Yeah. Like Nazis, not like Russians. <laughs> Whatever. Wait, sidebar. They're supposed to be working for the Russians, right? We've got the whole microphone thing. It's 1959. It's Cold War. We've got all of that stuff. Yeah. And eh, their housekeeper could be Russian. I could buy that. This is uh, Anna, wasn't it? Anna, yeah. Yeah. She okay. could be East German. True. Um, uh, she reminds me of uh, the the agent with the poison knife in her boot in uh, From Russia with Love. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, the, the masseuse. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but now we're now we're getting like four deep in what I'm trying to get at here. <laughs> They're going to South America like Nazis. Yeah. They're going to South America like Nazis. Was it possible? Do we know? Was the script floating around long enough for it to have been a, a World War II Nazi thriller? I don't know for sure, but it might have been. I mean, I mean, Hitchcock has been around since... Silent Era. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, in Hollywood, there's development hell for years on some scripts. I don't know. There's a lot of movies made in the old days where it looks like they just got a camera set it up on a tripod and people started talking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's not this clearly. But this is MGM, you know. MGM isn't an off-the-cuff kind of company. Isn't it crazy... And I'm going off on another tangent here. How there's zero percent chance a person attending this movie in 1969 would think to themselves, "This is a special effects heavy movie." Yet, if you if you actually break down the number of scenes that have special effects in them, matte paintings or fake whatever or process shots, really all movies are special effects when you think about it. This house was like mostly fake. They built this house with breakaway walls. The limestone is just like fake painted cardboard, yep. except where they had to get really close. Yep. And a lot of it's matte painting, too, yeah. I wonder how much the uh, creator of the Brady Bunch series was inspired by this house. <laughs> I need a story. I've got a, I've got a cool house idea. I need a story. <laughs> Spies, nope, 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 that's been done. Um, <laughs> uh, what else? What's, what's better than Russian spies? Um, divorced parents. Getting together with a bunch of kids. There you go. In one bathroom. <laughs> Philip popping Leonard. And no matter how many times I see it, the scene just makes me laugh. I know it's supposed to be serious. I don't think it's intentionally funny. Or do you, maybe it is. I mean, that's kind of a Hitchcock thing, is to be funny. But he's got Leonard framed in such a way right before the punch that you want to punch him. He's like, oh, look at how punchable his face is. Yeah, he's so, so proud of his little revelation. Why reveal it like that? I mean, seriously. Why reveal the gun that way? Why hide the gun and, and have a conversation and build up this tension like you're going to kill someone? I mean, what if Philip had a gun? You pull out a blank. You're like, ah. And Philip's like, ah. In his mind, he's doing the math like, oh, can I get the gun out of my pocket and get him before he gets me? And the answer is maybe, maybe I could get to the gun in my pocket and pop this guy before he gets me, or if I'm moving, because I know I have a gun, you know, maybe he'll just wing me, and then I can pop back up behind the couch, shoot him, and then go get, you know, my wound fixed or whatever, so that I don't end up dead. Like, there's some kind of calculation Philip could be doing right now, while he's got this gun hidden, while he's revealing the gun in this way. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. That just seems like, an un like, a, like a dumb way to do it. Why not just walk, why not just turn around and go, Hey, uh, you know that gun that you shot Roger with? I've, uh, I've got it right here. It's just, I'm pulling it out. <laughs> Check it out. Right? Yeah. 
uh, and then you turn like then you could dramatically turn towards like you know that 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 copper sun piece over the over the fireplace and shoot at it. You'd be like, <laughs> and and then Phil would be like, oh my my son, oh <laughs> my precious son, oh that's, no, oh no. oh planks, oh you can still have drama and not take the chance that Philip's going to kill you. Yeah, my precious sun piece. Ah, uh, uh, I'm back. To I got honor the god. I got to work on my uh, James Mason. He sounds too Peter Lorre. <laughs> oh, you weren't doing Peter Lorre? No. Oh, sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. But yeah, Leonard seems so self-assured that Philip doesn't have a gun, that he's got the drop on him, that he's going to do this great dramatic flourish. You know? So Leonard knows that Philip's literally a Russian spy, right? Yeah. Do we know that he's literally a Russian spy? Well, well, I want to touch back on this one more time. Okay. Yeah. Forget that they're going to South America and it could be a script that they were Nazis in their earlier life. They don't seem like Russian spies. They don't they just seem to be their own little thing. Yeah, I think like there's no scene where we establish that like they meet with a Russian agent who who says, "Oh, you need to get the microphone." Yeah, they're not they're not on the phone to the KGB on camera at least. I don't think they're agents, because if they're agents, they would have guns, I would imagine. And they would be strapped the and whole cool, time. And cool hats. Yeah, cool hats. <laughs> and uh, so I, I think they're just traitors, really, just doing it for the money. But they have to leave America permanently. Yeah, true. Has ever mentioned how much money they're going to make then? I know. I mean, he bought it for some thousands of dollars. Yeah. Isn't it fun to look at these auctions and go like, oh... $3,500, holy crap! Yeah. You sneeze and you've bought a Renoir, you know? <laughs> yeah, but you bought a Renoir for, for like, $6,000. Yeah. <laughs> I bought my last transmission for that. <laughs> Damn four-wheel drive. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think this movie does a good job of making it clear what, what the MacGuffin's about, what the MacGuffin is, what the plot's about. It's just... Oh, here. I'm stupid. Walk me through this. He gets... Kidnapped out of a famous hotel bar. Yes. Why? Because they think he's a CIA agent. Okay, so the CIA has created a fake person to freak these guys out specifically. Yeah. Into thinking they're being followed. Yeah. And that way they would focus on that fake person while they were behind the scenes, like really working with Eve. Yeah. Okay, now it makes sense to me. Actually, it's kind of genius now that I talk it out. <laughs> okay, I just want to count the... I want to count the number of seconds it takes him to wind up and throw this punch. 1,001, 1,002. So like a second and a half. So Leonard has a 1,001, 1,000 to see this punch coming the whole time. Second 34 is where Philip's punch lands on Leonard's face. Yes. Get a little bit of a someone punching a pork chop sound. Right? <laughs> Yeah, you always have that great uh, Hitchcock Foley sounds. And the punch throws him all the way back onto the couch. Or into the chair. So, Leonard had a full second and a half, because I counted. Yeah. A second and a half to see this punch coming. From when this guy's face starts telegraphing it, you know. Yeah. I'm angry and about to punch you, and starts pulling his hand back. But he has to pull back all the way because he was doing that, ah! you know, hand in front of him thing. Yeah. Like, Don't show me! <laughs> And he pulls it all the way back, and then he goes all the way forward, and it's a straight, it's a straight pop right in the face. Which means that if you're doing the, the math on this, he didn't 
cut him. He didn't uppercut him. He didn't like like swing. He didn't like roundhouse him from the side or anything. He went straight forward. Yeah, he did a straight punch him through kind of kind of punch. Yeah. Um, because of the way that Leonard isn't injured at all, I'm thinking Philip doesn't know how to throw a punch. He did that <laughs> thing where he's only seen punches in the movie where you just think that you're going to hit someone's nose, so you just go up and you and you hit their nose. Yeah. You don't do that thing where you aim for a, a, a foot behind their face to yeah. plow that punch through their head. Yeah, because, I mean, he would be looking at at least a bloody nose if he followed through enough. Yeah, he would have broke his nose. I mean, he would have pushed right down on that thing and noses. But then, you know, following this, we see Philip with holding his hand like it really hurt to punch him. Yeah. It's like he really threw a punch, like it would really hurt as much. Yeah. Of course, it doesn't really hurt. I don't know. I've yeah. thrown a few punches in my day, and I don't get, I don't get hurt till afterwards. I'm not immediately going, oh my god, ah, unless I break something. Yeah. And I've only like broken a finger once when throwing a punch. It was my little finger, and you keep going, you know. But he's like, his whole hand is just like, oh. Yeah, it's like he, his face is made of granite. Like, like he hit a cheekbone or something, and just like ah. Except that he didn't. He hit a nose. Yeah. Because I mean, it's straight on. We we see it's even framed that way as. Leonard is falling backwards. He's acting like he got an uppercut. Yeah. His face is throwing back. His and arms are thrown back. Yeah, he, and he's going back into a chair. But that's clearly not the punch that he threw. No. He was getting hit straight on. And the, and the How many look. Steps? How many steps? Hold on. I got to count this. I'm sorry. I'm interrupting you. The look. The look that Leonard has on his face, like, <laughs> when he lands, just like, the anger is back, just like, oh. <laughs> He looks, know, he looks like he's ready to hulk out, actually. No fair, Leonard, getting mad that someone punched you after you just made them think you were going to shoot them. <laughs> I think that's a natural reaction. Someone walks up and pretends they're going to shoot me. I'm punching them. Like, eh, blanks, huh? <laughs> Holds onto the gun. Doesn't go flying. Takes, like, four steps going backward. He, like, really gets clocked back. Falls into the chair. Well, so I want to go back to the, the broken hand thing. Philip, it looks like he did break his pinky, maybe. And maybe even his ring finger, the way he's holding his hand. Yeah, or at least like... Or dislocated him. Like a knuckle or something. Hitchcock really goes to a lot of trouble to show this guy for several seconds, cradling his, his hurt hand. Yeah. <laughs> and so then there's the scene. Eve, so then Eve comes to the balcony, high beams on high. <laughs> Hitchcock was kind of a master of lighting. He had to have known. Yeah. He's like, uh, I need some cash lights for the boobies. <laughs> There's, that was no accident, right? Are we in yeah. agreement? There's, there's no lighting that's an accident in this movie. It's brilliantly done. Yeah. Eve comes to the balcony. She's like, hey, what was that noise? Is that part of this minute? What was that noise? Oh, yeah, okay. Is she talking about the punch, or is she talking about the gun? Because, because the gun got shot 17 seconds ago. Yeah. You, you would have thought she would have sprung to the balcony already. Like, who got shot? Right? Because she'd hear a gun. Yeah. It's a gunshot. But no, she waits until after the punch. Yeah. So what noise was she talking about? She has to have been talking about the gun, right? Yeah. So what, so what was she doing? Was it like, do you think she was showering? No, because dude was looking in her window earlier, right? Right. Okay, so she wasn't showering. She was just like hanging out, putting her earrings on or whatever. Yeah. No, not even earrings. I can't even say that because she had, needs to go back to get them later. She's just hanging out in her room, having a topless pillow fight <laughs> with her girlfriends, whatever it is she's doing, <laughs> and the gun goes off. And then we've got like a solid... 17 second, 18 second count while she just hangs out in her room. 
She was already dressed, so it's not like she had to take some time to throw something on. She wasn't in the shower. So, why did it take her 17 seconds to get there? Fear, maybe? Yeah. She hears the gun and goes, oh, holy, holy crap. Yeah. Then maybe she... out, slowly comes around the corner. Then what she... am I going to find? Oh, my gun. Well, and that's the thing. Does she, in her mind, does she know that her gun is missing? Has she... Maybe she's been looking for it. Maybe she's been left 17 seconds going, holy crap. Checking her luggage. Yeah. And so now she's playing dumb. Yeah. What's that noise, gentlemen? <laughs> hey, fellas. What's the ruckus? <laughs> What's the rumpus? <laughs> what I really want to know about this scene is what's going on on this table. And what's going on here? What giant round fruit is blue? And what's happening here? It looks like we have some Indian maize, which I guess, you know, it's South Dakota. Yeah. I guess it would make sense that they would have some maize. Still on the cob and dried out is weird, but, you know. Huh. <laughs> Do you decorate your table with that? And what's this table all about anyway? Hey, hey, what is the deal with this table up here in the corner? You've got, you've got three stools that are on a, what, polar bear rug? Yeah, it does look like a polar bear rug without a head. Headless polar bear rug. Like, oh, I was too ugly. <laughs> <laughs> I threw my head away. I didn't look mean enough. So there's enough stools for four people to sit there. But there isn't enough room at that table for four people to, like, do anything there. Yeah. It's, it's not big enough for a card table. It's not big enough to eat at. What is that table for? They've got their decorative maze and their, their little tiny bowls? Wait a minute. Are those breads? Wait, what's going on here? What is this? They've got a housekeeper. Is Anna like, we're having guests? I'm going to set out finger bowls and it's figs? It's, maybe it's their, uh, we're going to South America party, so that's the theme. We're going to dry, crappy food with nothing to drink. <laughs> on stools that are too short to be comfortable on, on a tiny table. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm not saying this is a, let's call it a decorator thing. Why is every lamp different? There's no, there's no unity in this room. We've got... Two little end tables that aren't on the end of anything. We've got a tiny table full of, like, I don't know, dried stuff. Yeah. With, like, fur. There's a lot of fur. We've got a fur chair, but then we've got, like, two normal chairs. But two chairs that are too close to each other for two people to sit comfortably at the same time. Your legs would be all over each other. Yeah. It'd be like, oh. You'd be tangled. You're like, once you have a seat, it'd be like, ah, ugh, you're falling down over the other person. You're both doing this, and you're knocking, <laughs> knocking feet all the time. Uh, Every thirty seconds. Sorry, 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 sorry. 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 <laughs> like, I don't know. I kind of like it. Good. <laughs> then we got the matching. We've got the matching table end tables over here, where there's also not at the end of anything. We've got like the Greek dish with the blue fruit, the giant blue fruit, uh, a gourd of some kind, a squash maybe. At minute 46. Everyone go to 22 and, and second 46. Roger is somewhere on the left side of this looking in that window. Because then to Roger's right as he's looking in the window would be Eve's room up here. Right? Yep. So Roger's pretty hidden here. And here's the thing that freaks me out about that. Because earlier we see his back caressing the statuette. Where's that thing? That's on the, the maze table, I think. Yeah. So that means that the statue is still right here, right now. Yep. Because you can see the outline of it. Yep. I think the statue magically moves around a little bit. <laughs> Maybe it's a Zuni fetish doll. What was that gunshot? 
We were wondering that ourselves. Hey, are you ready to leave? <laughs> so for the sake of the scene, he's in the dark. But then whenever we see him, he's really well lit. Hitchcock was always very deliberate with his lights. In this scene, that's nothing but windows. The only reflected lights I see are right here. Well, and, you know, this thing is reflecting there. But you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, I don't see any sort of movie lights at all. I just don't understand these three reflections right here. When we when we have the reverse of the shot, there's nothing... Shoot one of your own. Well, there's that lamp. There's a lamp up by her. Oh, it all makes sense. Yeah, because we can have, like, the lamp that's on this coffee table that we don't see, the lamp that's behind him this way, and then that lamp could be, like, up here where she's standing. So what do you think he says there? Because to my ears, he's saying, hurry on, Tauntaun. <laughs> that's exactly what it sounds like to me. <laughs> you should see what they smell like on the inside. I thought they smelled bad on the outside. <laughs> I don't think her hide would provide much warmth in a blizzard. <laughs> it's weird how she's just beaming at that moment. Like, oh, everything's okay. She has to know she, her grease is cooked right now. Yeah. A gun just went off and nobody's dead. Where has that happened in the last few hours for her? When she did that to Roger. Yeah. So remind me, does she know that Roger's following her to this house? Uh, I don't think no, she knows he's yet. No, taking the airport, the CIA has the loud airplane propeller thing so we don't have to hear the plan. Right. So I think in conclusion, we can just say that Roger's making it up as he goes. So has it ever occurred to you that is the housekeeper staying in America? Or is she coming too? Is Anna going? Yeah. They, Anna's going. Yeah, they, t they talked about getting her and her husband out of the country. Okay, but they're not going with them on the plane this second. Right. This is just Roger and Leonard getting out of there? Yeah. Okay. So, so at, at one point, going back, Roger shoots the gun at Philip. Yeah. That actor, what's his name? The, uh, Philip? Philip. James Mason. James Mason. There's zero percent chance this isn't a real, a real reaction. I mean, you can see him with his hand, you can see him with his hand in his right pocket, starting to react a little early. Yeah. It's not as egregious as, as the kid who, who plugs, his, plugs ears. his ears in the earlier scene. But he, he's starting to go... But at that range, he almost could have been hit by a hot blank, you know? Right, right. The, the, the piece of wadding. Yeah. I mean, isn't that how Bruce Karate Guy died? No, it was, it was actually a live round that was stuck in the barrel. Oh. Yeah. They, they swapped out. They had the bullets in there for a close-up. Okay. And then there was, they swapped them out for blanks, but one of the... They left a, a, a live round in the chamber? Yeah, it got like stuck in the barrel or something. It came, came out of They left the a live round in the chamber. They're yeah. just not saying that. They're saying yeah. it got stuck in the barrel, but what they did was not check the chamber. Yeah. Okay, Okay. so okay. So he wasn't killed by blanks. Well, what about his son then? What about Brandon? No, that was Brandon. Now, Bruce Lee died from an uh, allergic reaction to a painkiller. Oh, I thought they both died the same way. No. All right, just me revealing the stuff I don't know about movies. Allergic reaction to a painkiller. Yeah, because he had, like, cracked his sternum um, during a shoot or something. You can find the Hitchcock Minute podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play, or at the main site, HitchcockMinute.com. You can also find us at The Man on Washington's Nose on Facebook, and on Twitter at Hitchcock Minute. Don't forget that there are over 100 other Movies by Minute podcasts available at MoviesByMinutes.com. Please join us here next time on the Hitchcock Minute. Wherever you are.